This is our first session now on Colossians 2, 1 to 3. So let's read it through. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, unto all the riches of full assurance of understanding, unto the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I want us to focus on this struggle. What is he really struggling about? How is this a ground for what goes before? Why does he point out how great it is? How does it relate to the false teaching that seems to be afoot in Colossae and probably Laodicea? So, Father, as we try to understand Paul's struggle in prison for a people hundreds of miles away, show us how to struggle for people who spiritually might be imperiled by doubt or false teaching. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So he says, for, and that connects with the immediately preceding sentence where he said, for this I toil struggling. Same word. This is the verb form, the struggling according to his working that he works in me by power. For, I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you. So he's uh, justifying his comment earlier, confirming that he has a great struggle, and he's now explaining, clarifying what sort of struggle it is, namely, it's very great. And he wants them, I want you to know. And we'll talk more about that as we move into how that knowledge of his struggle uh, affects love between them. But for right now, I just want us to focus on this struggle. How great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen my face in the flesh. What is he struggling toward? What does he want to achieve in his struggle? What, what would be the, the victory that he would have if his struggle was successful? Let's keep reading, and I think you'll see. I want you all to know about my struggle, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding. So he wants them to have full assurance. He is concerned that there are threats in the community that are undermining this full assurance. Now, the reason I think the full assurance is the focus of the struggle is because when you turn to the other use of that word struggle, in uh, chapter 4, verse 12, where Epaphras is the struggler, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling 
on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature, fully assured, same word, in all the will of God. So the struggling here through prayer in Epaphras is the struggle for full assurance. And therefore, when you come back here and you realize that Paul wants them to know about his struggle and he's aiming at full assurance, that's the issue. Something is is threatening their full assurance of understanding and their full assurance of faith and hope. And Paul is in prison and feels helpless in a sense that he can't be there. And so he's wrestling, no doubt, with Epaphras in prayer, but not just prayer. He's wrestling with his theological spiritual capacities. How can I help? How can I write a letter that will rescue my beloved Colossians and Laodiceans and others who've never seen me? That's the wrestling, the spiritual wrestling in prison with a sense of helplessness, and yet knowing by prayer and by writing this letter, he can perhaps rescue them from the loss of assurance. Keep reading that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love unto all the riches of full assurance of understanding unto the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And the next words, having said, it's all in Christ. The next words in verse 4 are, I say this, I'm pointing out my struggle and my goal for your assurance. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. So there clearly is a threat. He knows about this threat of of deluding the Colossians with false teaching. And so he's wrestling, struggling with what he might say. We see it again in verse 8 of this chapter. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. We see it again in verse 18. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels. So clearly, he is concerned about the false teaching that is undermining their full assurance, and the struggle revolves around how he can pray and how he can think, and how he can write and communicate in such a way as to save them from the loss of assurance by going down the rabbit trail of the false teachers. And so he writes to them, look at this at the end of the book in 4.16, when this letter has been read among you, this letter of Colossians, have it read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. Now, we don't have that letter, but the point here is Paul is sitting in prison. He hears about the undermining of assurance through false teaching. He wrestles and struggles with God in what he should say. He writes two letters, one to Colossae, and one to the Laodiceans, and he sends it to them, and he refers to both 
the Colossians and the Laodiceans here in our text. For I want you, Colossians, to know how great is my struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea. In other words, this false teaching seems to be in the area. Laodicea is about nine miles to the northwest of Colossae. So there's been some false teaching come into this area at Laodicea, at Colossae, and others who haven't seen his face. And Paul is distressed and he's uh, desirous that what he say be useful in rescuing them. And isn't it interesting here in verse 5 that he says, For though I am absent in body, I am with you in spirit. We saw that in 1 Corinthians 5, where Paul was part of the excommunication of a sexually sinful person. And he says, I'm with you in spirit as you do this. And here he's saying, I'm with you in spirit. I can feel the struggle. I have joy to see your good order. I want it to be maintained. So the point so far is he communicates the struggle that he mentioned in 129. He says it is very great. He loves them very, very much. The struggle is also for the Laodiceans, and the struggle is that they might maintain full assurance and they might escape from all the delusions that are coming their way from the false teachers who are trying to take them captive with philosophy and empty deceit, which we'll talk more about later. And they should be reminded, as we'll see in the coming sessions, that in Christ, In whom, in Christ, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You don't need to go to the false teachers. They are in Christ.